Hi, I'm Michael Cox, and you're listening to Michael's Office, a podcast which shows my unfiltered, unscripted, and genuine thoughts about things going in the entertainment world today. I have a bunch of things to talk about, a bunch of movies that I reviewed and seen. I'm going to be talking about life after school, and we're going to have an exclusive review for me, for me, from me, and my friends. So stay tuned and step in my office. All right, we're, I'm finally back. It's been a long time. The last episode had a guest on, and this time I'm having a guest on. I was planning to uh, just take a break from one guest and go to another, and I was going to do another guest. But since he's here, uh, might as well do a podcast episode. He kind of suggested it, and I haven't recorded one I'm, I've meant to. But I guess it would be the perfect time. Please introduce yourself. He's on the podcast for the third time. So again, introduce yourself, Connor. I don't know why I paused there. <laughs> Hello, listeners. <laughs> uh, I'm Connor, Michael's one of Michael's best friends. Uh, we currently have a Facebook page together. Sort. Of. I mean, it was one that I started. I was just like, hey, you should hop on. Just like you know, submit your uh, Letterbox film reviews there. Just have a place to kind of catalog them, if nothing else. So. Mm-hmm. And I've been told it kind of like. I've been like meaning to create a page on my own. I was thinking of just turning the lunch forecast that I had mm. into the review page, but then he said, "Hey, come join." I'm like, "Okay." You can bring those there if you want. I'm not know. doing that anymore. I don't know where they fit in. Like, you know, you I'm can't... not doing them anymore okay. because I don't go to high school. So oh yeah, no point. <laughs> um, and yeah. So first off, the first topic after the introduction, of course, is life. Basically, after school, like our first year and. How do you think it went? Um, so, Connor, do you want to go first? Oh. Uh, sure. I, I'll go back and forth, I guess, <laughs> when I can't think of things. So, life, the universe, everything. Don't get that philosophical here, but this is just this is just college. <laughs> just, college is pretty philosophical, okay? That's fair. So, yeah, uh, for those not in the know, I... Well, me and Michael both went off to college. He went to MOBAP. I went to Truman State University. And obviously with coronavirus, things definitely got switched up for the last third of the school year. And it was interesting, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Like, I in high school, I kind of done online courses before via a, a program through Jeffco, so the transition wasn't as like rough for me because I was kind of used to this thing but it was still difficult because like the online course I did in high school I was still at the school in, in a in an environment that was kind of supportive of learning rather than one at home where you're just like I don't want to do anything so it was still a little bit difficult to be engaged to some extent but I got through it past all my classes you know so and now I'm kind of lazing around, trying to do some work as an Instacart shopper. Uh, where I'm at, that uh, literally literal location of where I'm at means that I'm probably not get too much. So maybe I'll have to look into something else just to keep myself busy. But yeah, that's all I got to say for now. Rather vague, but I've also been playing a lot of uh, New Super Mario Bros. U, and I got a hundred percent on Lego Marvel Super Heroes for the Wii U. So you have a Wii U, not a Nintendo Switch. No. 
Have you had, did you get the Nintendo Switch, I mean, the Wii U recently? Or no, you... no, no, we've had it for a bit. Okay. I was like, did you just get it recently? I'm like, <laughs> why not get the Nintendo Switch? It's like yeah, so better. I, I decided to go to the console that's they're already like quit making games for. <sighs> yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's like better and all this stuff. Anyway. Um Yeah, for me, I've kind of let you guys know uh along the way. Um Yeah, the this as I said before, like when I said in my previous episodes of Switch was um interesting. I wasn't too fond of it. I wanted to go back to school, but I kept charting along and it eventually became like, like sometimes I just get, uh, I'd, uh, what would, would, would be the word? I'd push it off. I would postpone it or what? I can't think of the word right now. Procrastinate? Of, procrastinate. That's exactly it. I would procrastinate and then I realized I was doing that. I'm like, okay, I can't do that anymore. So I'd get ahead mm. and then as soon as I was getting ahead, I'm like, Oh, I, it's weird not having the pressure of being ahead anymore, of of being behind or having to having deadlines. It's so weird, huh? And classes were finishing up early. I think I I, I got early, out earlier than you. I got out April twenty fourth. Oh yeah, that sounds early. Wait, like April twenty fourth? That was the end of like everything finals week. Everything. Oh wow. Okay. So like yeah. So I think that might have been the last week for classes, but I had like finals week after that. I think for mine. So yeah. I base. But I say twenty fourth. I got really technically speaking, got done the twenty third. Okay. Yeah. I don't. But know I had my last twenty fourth actually was. So yeah. Um. I think it was a Thursday. Ah. But oh, it's a Friday. Okay. So that sounds about right. Actually, I think that was my last week of classes, and then. Yeah. Okay. As I said before, I was talking to a friend, like, isn't it kind of weird to get ahead? It's like not having deadlines. And he said, yeah, it kind of is. It's kind of weird. It just, it feels weird to be ahead. And then I told my sister that, and she's also in like a refinery. She's like, don't be ahead. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And now that life after school, it's just kind of been what happened over break. I've been catching up on. Video games I've been wanting to play. I've been watching a lot of movies. I, granted, I did that while I was doing online courses. But mm. um, it's been interesting, especially with quarantine. I have all the time in the world. And I work at Shipped now, which is supposed to be the rival to his Instacart thing. We basically do the same thing. We both take people's orders and we shop. Um, and it's a whole lot. It was daunting at first for me because I don't shop. <laughs> um my first order was yesterday, and like Michael, it was also kind of daunting. How many uh, items did you have to get? It was only about 20, actually. Oh, that's not bad. My no, first... not too bad. Hmm? My, yeah, not too bad. My first order was 47. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize. I thought, 47 items? Psh, I can clear it. And I thought it gave me a time estimate. Like, 48 minutes? Psh, I can do this. Wrong! It took me two and a half hours. Wow. I'm not a shopper. Yeah, it was, and I started like an hour earlier, I think, so that I should get, or the, or, yeah, I started an hour earlier, um, it was, oof, it was daunting, but I've gotten used to it, I've been more like, it is like allowing me to be an introvert a bit, I don't have to talk to people unless I'm <laughs> looking for something, when I know somebody I can like, okay, uh, I can just, 
ask if I don't know it for sure and then just be on my own and apologize every time I run into somebody or like I'm in somebody's way. Oh, I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just, I get paid a lot. It's nice. It's, it's, it's not super easy, but it's like not as hard as maybe like construction or something. It's just, it's fine. It's like an easy, I would say it's easy money compared to other jobs, like compared to like working at a fast food place. Yeah. The benefits you work at your own pace Mm -hmm. and you make your own schedule. Yeah. And you get to choose what you want to take on. You could take a big order and get paid a bunch of money. Or you could take, like, smaller orders. And sometimes it also depends on location. Yeah, that's the downside. Like, depending on where you are, it's, sometimes you'll be able to get more orders, I guess, than other times. For or Not for shipped. For for shipped. It's, okay. You have certain zones. Like, you I, have a zone. We have zones as well. Like, but where I'm at, like, because it's the Festus zone, hmm. even though I live in Hillsboro, which... I could go up to Arnold as well, but, like, it'd have to be a bigger order for me to really even... <laughs> now, I just drive up. What I do is I wait for my orders, and my first order, that's where I go. Because in shipped, you just... I'm pretty sure a lot of people are starting to work there now. Um, you just got to take what you get, and then I... Oh, okay. Um, and I make sure it's in the same area. So if it's up in Creefcore, the farthest I go is Creefcore. No, okay. Chesterfield is the farthest I go. Yes, Chesterfield is the farthest I go. Um... And I make sure it's in the same area. Like, if it's in Chesterfield or Creefcore, I don't want to go, like, let's say I'm going to Ar- Arnold, and then right after I get done, I'm heading straight to, like, Kirkwood or or um, Fenton. Fenton. Mm. That's, like, a waste of gas money. <laughs> but since I take, like, four orders a day, it ends up being, like, at least 80 miles a day. Okay. But that's also, like... One order, I mean, like, yeah, one order usually is a full take of gas for me. So it's like so you're sacrificing one order for a take of gas, hmm. which is not bad. Is that about the same thing with you, Connor? How many orders do you usually take? I, I've, Like I said, I've only done one so far. My first one was yesterday, so... And you don't take multiple orders? I was probably going to, but I didn't, like, see... The problem with the Instacart app, it says, like, you're supposed to get notifications for when there's, like, possible uh, batches in your zone. Because they do it by batches, like, one or two orders. Like, mm-hmm. And it doesn't actually send me a notification, so I just have to periodically, like, check the app. Yeah. What happens with shipped is you have certain zones, as I said before, but it just it pops up in those zones. It doesn't matter what your area is. Okay. So, like, let me go to available orders right now. Yeah, it doesn't matter too much what my area is, but, like, it'll prioritize, prioritize like, stuff that's closer to me. Gotcha. I, I think, yeah. Like I said, it's been kind of iffy so far, so. For for me, it's just, these are your zones. Accept them or decline them. Don't accept them. That's basically it. Um, yeah, and then I've been working that, and I'm just waiting on Six Flags to just give us the go-ahead for me, and then I'm going to work yeah. there, too. Okay. But other than the overwhelming stuff, how would you feel? Um, do you feel like, oh, this is easy. Like, for me, I feel like it's easy money once you get used to it. I feel like that'll be the same. It'll be easy money. I'm just kind of wondering, like, how much 
spores I'm going to be able to get is the thing. Gotcha. Yeah, I usually... How much money, basically. Mm -hmm. I I was going to just do three orders a day, but now I'm doing four orders a day, and I try to get like one big order so I can get a lot of money, and that's how it works for me. But you're going to probably have to, as I said before, just figure out your own yeah. way. Um, I say this like I've been this on like months. It's like you're an expert. Yeah. By comparison. By, com- by comparison, yes. But I've only been in like a couple weeks. Yeah. And I'm starting to figure things out on my own. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, the, the members are very, very forgiving. Um, but I think also Shift giving us like a period for on time. Um, after, but also I've been playing Sip Before Games, catching up on that, catching up on movies. Um, other than working, Connor, as we went into in-depth for a little bit, yeah. what would you say life has been like other than that? Um, just lounging around, really. Yeah. So I wake up in the morning, put away the dishes from the dishwasher, I eat breakfast. To, I need to do that. I just make it a routine to do that, the, like, at the beginning of the morning. Not necessarily because... Like a, a work well, me I'm a workaholic. I don't know, but like it's partly because like because uh, my grandparents live with us, so like, mm-hmm. and on most weekdays they they have a caregiver come in to help my grandpa out who has dementia and a couple other health conditions like Parkinson's. So it's usually I got to get in there like you know before she gets in there and like makes him breakfast and stuff like. Yeah. So I can actually get put the dishes away, and it's just kind of more convenient doing. To do it in the at the very beginning of the day rather than like yeah. wait until later in the day. Yeah, that's true. And is that everything? Would you say? Uh, let's see. I said lounging around, dishes, uh, listening to music. Not as much as I thought it'd be, but like I like listening to music, and mm-hmm. I've been doing writing some music related stuff, which I am enjoying. So, and I have been reading some. I have a couple articles pulled up on the computer there to mm-hmm. read, so I'll be sure to read that. I'm. I read one of your three starts. You're out thing. That was, that's interesting. I was. I read the your first article. Okay, because I'm, I'm a little mixed on how those came out. Because, I like. I I probably need to fine tune it a bit. Mm-hmm. And the Billy Joel one. I don't know. I I feel like the intro to that one. I'm like, I don't like the way that intro came out. But like everything else is fine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you're just trying to find your like, you're just trying to find like what fits i guess i, I guess yeah. i guess i'm just also doing this because i think it's fun keeping mm-hmm. busy i'm actually currently typing up something for uh, related to the band kansas a couple things a ranking of their album openers nice uh a history of the genres that they have encompassed okay often with terms that i've coined myself so. <laughs> well actually not all of them i guess but like a, there's a couple and, like, a big one that's been the works for actually, like, a year, really. Like, I had a, the bulk of this, like, typed up typed up a year ago. I was like, hey, I can, like, publish this somewhere. Or, well, self-publish, blog it, you know, if you will. Yeah. Uh, now. And it'll work out because, like, you know, Kansas is set to release a new album at the end of June. I'm like, so I'm just making June Kansas month, people. <laughs> <laughs> and how's that going as you're writing your article? Are you just listening to a bunch of Kansas right now, I'm guessing? Not a whole, well for the 
ranking the album openers, I've been kind of listening just to each album opener to fully get, like, kind of place them in terms of which ones I prefer, but also, like, which ones I think are more important to the band's history and success. Mm. That's been a factor in the way I'm ranking those at the moment. Gotcha. And for the albums, I probably do need to, like, re-listen to some of them just to make sure I'm like, wait, is this is this one as good or as bad as I thought it was? Mm-hmm. But, like, not too much, actually, listening to Kansas at the moment. Just whatever I feel like listening to. Mm-hmm. Well, um... Yeah, um... I was thinking about talking uh, for the next topic. I was thinking about talking about the last episode, but Connor here hasn't li- listened to it. I'm sorry. But, I have too much time, too, so like I probably should have. I mean, I was listening. I was showing it to the podcast episode with a friend of mine. We went for a drive and just hung out for a little bit. I'm like, oh, I finally listened to myself. I'm like, mm, yeah, I kind of do feel like I need something i kind of talk very slowly but it's me for me the reason why is i'm just feel like i'm catching i'm like trying to fully say what i'm thinking i'm trying to let the words come out properly um and also probably gathering your thoughts or something like that yes but when i'm like in casual conversation i usually have a bunch of thoughts come at me at once and i'm like and it's very hard for me. See, like, I'm just messing up right now. Um, a bunch of thoughts are coming at me right now in a million miles per hour, and I want to get them all out, but uh, it comes out bad. <laughs> and That's why I do a lot of written stuff, because I'm like, you know, my thoughts are organized. I can, you know, don't have to worry about how I sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but for me, I know we're getting off topic here, I... I don't like texting people. I prefer actually, like, talking to them. Like, Oh, I get, I get that. I meant for, like, reviews and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Yes, I feel like I'm a lot... I am very smart. <laughs> I feel like I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking. Like, for example, uh, I was trying to tell my sister about a movie, and I was trying to explain it, but I'm like, this is not right. I don't think she's really interested. <laughs> I probably... I feel like I'm a better writer, or I feel like I'm better, I can betterly... Articulate your thoughts. I can articulate my thoughts. See, you're, see, you're catching me. <laughs> I can better articulate my thoughts when it's in writing. And also, you know, you can edit them, whereas, like, when you're speaking, you can't really do that. I know. I, like, as I said before, I'd rather be on a phone call or or or, um, or video call, like, with Zoom, if I'm talking to somebody. I if I want to get into like a deep conversation with somebody, I'd rather do it in person. Or that's, right. Oh yeah, that's. But with this COVID nineteen thing, I'd rather do it on Zoom or just talk to them on the phone. Um, yeah, I've I, because it, as we know with texting, um, with just in short bursts, it really doesn't fully like it could come out wrong. Yeah, like you could, and it's still like a valuable means of communication. But yeah, it is kind of there's a lack of i guess emotion behind it really whereas in like reviews there's like continuations and you can t- sense that the author's tone and um like and you can tell when there's a difference and shift in tone like in your articles i could tell when there was a shift in tone Man, i know how i'm yawning i know how he speaks but um i could definitely tell like the the it's just 
very different. Like, when I'm being like quippy or sarcastic versus super serious. Mm-hmm. And like in texting, to be honest, when you text me on, um, like Messenger or on my phone, I just I, I you when I was reading your article, I read it in your voice. But when I was reading the when your text, I'm just getting either like a monotone voice or like like my voice and I'm like. Hmm. That's just how my brain functions. Okay, that's interesting, because it depends. Like, sometimes, like, if it's, like, a whole stream of text, I think I gradually kind of, like, imagine the text is, like, the other person's voice that I'm texting. But if it's just, like, a one-off thing, it, uh, like you, I'm kind of, like, I, it is maybe a little monotone. I'm like, was that how, is, like, is that how they would say that? Like, mm-hmm. uh, We got a bit off topic. Yeah. <laughs> but last episode, uh, a guest came on. It was really great. Um, I'll probably talk about more and, uh, I'll probably talk about these two episodes in the next one when I'm by myself. Um, eh, uh, well, so Connor, we're just going to move on. That was very awkward. Uh, great transition, Michael. Um, insightful conversation though, I'd say. I, I'd, I'd agree on that part. Um, so I watched a bunch of films and movies. Have you seen any of these, Connor? Uh, did you see? I'm. Pr- I might save this for another podcast. But if, uh, did you see uh, our episode? Not another podcast. Yes, I'm going to start up a new podcast. Um, Is it a baking podcast? Yes, it's a baking podcast. Cool. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, did you see the film Last Black Man, San Francisco? No. Did you see Motherless Brooklyn? No. Did you see Skin? No. Did you see Under the Silver Lake? No. Did you see Climax? No. Did you see Capone? No. Did you see The Lovebirds? No. Did you see Pain and Glory? Nope. Did you see Repo the Genetic Opera? That's an old movie. Yes, I'll be talking about an old movie. That's for sure I'm talking about that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't think I've seen that. Have you seen Queen and Slim? No. Have you seen Apollo 11? No. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) But we definitely will be talking about one movie for sure since we both just saw it. And that's going to be exclusively on here. I'll post that on my letterbox. You guys can check out all my reviews of those films on my letterbox at MJC0111. Um, I'll post it in the description, too. I'll just... I'll just give little... I'll just give little summaries of what I thought. I'll give the positives. Um, you guys can check the negatives on my letterbox of each film. Um, I'll be here for some snappy responses. You've never seen them, though. I don't know. Have you seen the trailers for any of them? Some of them, yeah. Lovebirds, The Queen and Slim. Uh, I'm trying to remember all the other ones. but uh, Did you see a trailer for Mother's Brooklyn? I don't think so. The Edward Norton film where he's got Tourette's? Yeah, I don't think I actually saw a trailer for that one. So <laughs> I've only seen trailers for maybe two. I'll, I'll go off. Did you see a trailer for Last Black Man? <laughs> no. Did you see the trailer for Skin? I might have seen the trailer for that one. It's Jamie Bell where he's a Nazi. Do you know who Jamie Bell is? I think I know who Jamie Bell is. He was Bernie in Rocket Man. Okay, yeah. Did you see where he was bald and had a bunch of tattoos and he was a Nazi? Oh, you know what? I do remember seeing that, I think. You do? I th- or not the movie, but like a trailer for that, I think. Uh, did you see the movie, the under? I mean, the trailer for the Under, under the Silver Lake with Andrew Garfield? I don't think I saw a trailer for that, no. Climax? No. Capone? No. I shared like a thing on fan facebook where it was like a fandango thing yeah uh you saw did you see a trailer for pain and glory with antonio banderas and penelope cruz no i've not uh 
Were you, you probably not. Have you seen a trailer for Apollo 11? I don't think I've seen a trailer for I might have seen some clips, maybe, which I know it's like a documentary, which is literally made up of the actual clips, you know, from... Yeah, literally. Um, okay, well then, since... Just hop in for the ones you do know. I'll go with Motherless Brooklyn. Um, I liked it. I really, really liked this. It um, was artsy. It was A24, of course. But it dealt with gentrification, which I really like. Jimmy Fails, well, Jimmy Fails played himself. So, of course, he gave a great performance. Uh, but Jonathan Majors, I remember a YouTuber I watched. Max Joseph, he was was rooting for him to get the nomination at the Oscars. I don't think he was that good, but I can't deny he had an incredible performance as this weird, endearing friend of the main character, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Fails. It's a good... It, it's honest about gentrification i like that a lot um one scene in particular was amazing um the last black man in san San francisco um kind of sums up the movie well and like i think makes everything worth it and then after that i saw motherless brooklyn with edward norton willem dafoe alec baldwin um i read your review for it uh uh i think uh, Gugu and Beth. I feel so bad for mispronouncing her name. Uh, and then that was um, it was good. Um, I'm in my little like summary. It's Edward Norton's first script, and it shows um, some of the dialogue was awkward. Oh, I'm show- I'm going into my summary. I'm sorry. The positives. Uh, no, that is the positive. That is the positive. Yes. Um, it's impre- It's good for a first script um edward norton does an amazing job uh really giving people with tourette's a voice and a hero to look up to uh willem dafoe is the best part of the film he saves the whole he's like the saving grace he's the most entertaining part every time he's on the screen the film the film really gets entertaining and Baldwin did a fine job um is it shocking that he isn't playing donald trump on snl he was an a-holeness. <laughs> um, and the mystery was intriguing. Um, next, I watched Skin. Uh, I love the cast. Like, when I saw him, like, oh, this person's in it. Like, David Hen- Daniel Henshaw, Bill Camp, uh, Vera Farmiga, um, okay. Jamie Bell. I love Jamie Bell. Oh, my gosh. Every, every time I see him, I love him more and more. He's amazing. This is easily his best film performance. I still think his my favorite role of his was Abraham Waterhall in Turn. Um, but he gave an, a really incredible performance here. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say about it. There's a, some more negatives. Um, On the Silver Lake, uh, Andrew Garfield gave one of my favorite performances of the year. It's an ode to conspiracy theories, and it's delightfully weird. Ooh, and, okay. And... and the mystery is intriguing. I love the world. Um, one scene in particular is insane. I'll, it's about like he meets the guy behind the four chords, like the songwriters behind the four chords. Oh. And it's really like it's, it's basically if I were to show you that scene, it basically described the whole film. It's just weird and insane. And it's, it's great. Um, after that, did they prove the theory that Richard Nixon took the fall to hide alien activity? No. It was just, it was about Hollywood and, and movies. And, oh, so only I hold that conspiracy theory yes. to be true. <laughs> yes, Connor. <laughs> and then I saw Climax. Um, 
Well, the dancing's good, and um, the cinematography's amazing. I like the colors. I love the colors. Um, yeah, that, that's Climax. Um, Capone, the, uh, I'll let you guys know. I'm very conflicted about this film. Um, I'm not going to tell you why, because you're going to have to read my review. Uh, Tom Hardy gives a really, really good performance. He tries his best, his darndest to save this film and he keep this film afloat and keep it entertaining. Sometimes he tries a little too hard. <laughs> but um, I do like the honesty of what dementia and syphilis has on the brain. And again, I like Tom Hardy's. I really liked Tom Hardy's performance. And then I saw The Lovebirds, which came out on Netflix with Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae. This was hilarious. They are both so good together. Their chemistry is impeccable. Oh, shoot. Uh, I'll let you put your thoughts on what you thought about the film. Um, definitely, if you watch a trailer, you get what you're going to get. And, um,. I thought it was really sweet, too. Connor, your thoughts, even though you just saw the trailer for it? The trailer looked funny. Um, it's the kind of dark comedy that I'd probably enjoy. It was a little dark, but it was kind of lighthearted. But it was... Well, yeah, but like... Cause, you know, they murder... Some, well, they didn't murder... They but, didn't murder But anybody. they were, like, you know, like part of the scene, and they end up being mistaken for the murderers. Mm. I remember that from the trailer. And I'm like, that sounds like a fun premise. <laughs> um, but their banter, if you, like that um, that one scene in the trailer, the, the, the whole scene's really funny, where they're like, it's interrogating the one frat guy, and they're like, just going back and forth. That's like a lot of the movie, and it's okay. really funny. It's just them working off each other. Sometimes they're fighting each other, like they're having banter, like the intro banter is really, really great. Um... After that, I saw Pain and Glory. I'm just going to quote what I did from my summary review. Antonio Banderas is good. Like, really good. Like, he deserved his Oscar nomination kind of good. Um, he was absolutely incredible. Um, it was... It's People say, I really love the ending. Some people say it's bittersweet. I don't think it's actually uh, really nice. And um, uh, the film reminded me, if you guys really liked Honey Boy, it reminded me of Honey Boy, a better version of Honey Boy. I loved Honey Boy. I, no, not loved, I re, no, I loved Honey Boy. But I felt like this was a better version of that, if, if you hmm. can imagine. Um, did you see Honey Boy, Connor? I've not. Okay. It does kind of look interesting, though. Pain and Glory? Or I'm at Honey Boy, but like okay, Honey, honey Boy is because I know it's like kind of about Shia LaBeouf's like you know childhood as a child actor and his struggles like because of that and the struggles that came about because he was a child actor and some of the stuff they got into. That's pretty close. It's like there are flashbacks in between. It's I I love Pain Glory, and then after that I saw Repo, the genetic opera, the gen no not the genetic opera, the genetic rock opera. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, this was um, this was uh, music was fine. This is the only film I'm going to talk bad about. Um, music was fine. 
Anthony had acted his face off the script and the song. He acted and sung his face off. He was like the best part of the whole entire movie. But this was bad. This was really bad. Um, it wasn't the worst thing I've seen in a long time. It's the worst thing since I've seen Cats. It was worse than Cats. Um, that was, oh, man. Oh, that was that was bad. It was bad. Um, after that, I saw Queen and Slim. Um, I'm happy that I saw it so recently, especially with the events going on right now. A friend of mine recommended it. Um, it's very poignant um, to now. And um, I, I maybe sound ignorant, ignorant, but it it's probably even more poignant every day. And um, I'm glad that I saw it. Uh, great performances all around. Um, and I do think it should be seen by everybody, especially in a time like now. Uh, Connor, your thoughts on just based on the trailer for um, Queen and Slim? I love. Oh, I'm gonna add some more things. Okay. I love the score. Oh my gosh, that's one of my favorite scores from last year. The score is so good, and the soundtrack's so good. Cinematography's nice. Um, the direction's great. Um, the the quotes from the trailer that I thought were gonna be really cringy, they're actually not. <laughs> they're actually sometimes really sweet. Um, and I I liked the I liked I liked it a lot. I loved it. I loved it. How would you kind of based on the thoughts from the trailer? Sorry uh, if you're well, I haven't you. seen the trailer in a bit, but like you, I thought there were a couple moments in it that seemed a tiny bit cringy. I think I just what I'm remembering. I'm like, it definitely feels more topical. What with everything that's been going on now. Mm-hmm. But I I don't think we should say it feels topical because it's probably going on a lot more than we when we just don't see it. Oh well, yeah. But um, yeah, it does especially now. Like now that I feel like my, I've, I don't want to sound cringy, but it, my, maybe my eyes have been opened a little bit more. Um, yeah. Um, oh, another thing I really liked is it doesn't take sides as I thought. Well, it does take a bit of a side, but not as much as I expected it to. Um, he's just honest. Anything more to add, Connor, about Queen and Slim from would remember from the trailer? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. After that, I saw Apollo 11 to finish off my list for films from 2019. I saw 70... I can't believe I stuttered or was messing up. I saw 72 films, and this was the 72nd. Apollo 11. Um, it's a really incredible documentary. It's very different. Um, it's just, there's no, like, interviews whatsoever. It's all just the footage itself and the, like, recorded conversations and, and just restored images. It's really, really incredible and epic feat of cinema, I guess. Just the way it's been restored and cut together for this one big event. And human ambition. Yes. And there are a lot of quotes that I really liked. And just that big moment of that. It's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind is um, put into a new perspective. And I really liked it a lot. A really good documentary. I'd say. 
And then finally, uh, we're not done. We're almost done. But uh, I know this is moving along really fast, but we got a movie to talk about. We're going to talk about some more things, too. But, well, two more things. But um, For me, uh, watching all these films from last year, and Connor, this is also meant for you. Um, I think this was an excellent opportunity to just go in, watch all these films that I wanted to watch. I finally was able to because one, I can drive and two, I have money to pay for all this. But, um, I really, it really, uh, increased my love for movies and cinema. And it, uh, granted, the only reason I did this is because I was paying attention to the awards race and I wanted an awards race and I wanted to see what people were talking about and I wanted to pay attention to that. I want to be on top of that and like add to the discussion. And, um, it's really been an incredible experience. I've seen some incredible, incredible uh, films and movies. I've been pleasantly surprised. I've been disappointed. I've been, eh, I've seen some adequate things and I've seen some things that I, that met my expectations and others that I exceeded them. I've seen incredible performances. I've seen awful performances. I've seen weird things and I've seen interesting things but it was just an amazing experience to just watch all these films and have a love for cinema a lot more especially since it was such an incredible year for movies i don't have any michael just kind of summed it up really well so i was just rattling off there yeah. that 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 may sound like it was uh, it was planned, but no, it was just kind of just off my brain. As this is an unfiltered, unscripted, and genuine thoughts about things that's going on in the entertainment world today. Now, um, we're going to talk about a film we just saw. Scoob. We just saw Scoob. <laughs> what was, that's the drum intro to watching Scooby-Doo. Ah, I gotcha. Um... Well, first, maybe I don't know. Well, <laughs> first off, let's talk about the good. Um, I like the animation. I really like the animation. I think, yeah, it's pretty good for the most part. It looks a little odd, like when, like at the very beginning, like yes. out right in the sun. It just like oh, I don't know about that, but like otherwise, usually when it's like you know darker lighting and stuff, it looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. I liked also how. It, like the sound effects and the the animation paid tribute to old like oh yeah Scooby Doo yeah. with the running and the old Hanna Barbera I I like that part. Um, I appreciate what they were trying to do. I could see that they were trying to bring like the two D style of Hanna Barbera I guess to life. I guess at the three D to guess. a more three D environment. Yeah, I guess. I um I like Sco- uh, Shaggy's new um, voice actor. No, oh. a, a costume. Like oh, look. I like yeah. I like the the long sleeve with the. I think they did that in like the live action Scooby Doo movies. I want to say, but at, no. They didn't. Two, I felt like they did something like that. Yeah, I really like that. I like it. Yeah. Um, I felt the voice actors did a fine job. Yeah, fine. My big thing with like, I get, well, for one thing, it's like they decided to go for relatively big name. In comparison to, like, you know, just 
your casual voice actors that you'd have for like the TV show or the made for TV straight to video movies like you know they have much bigger names behind the voices and I get that to a certain extent but like if you're gonna get these big names utilize them a bit more like mm-hmm. Fred Daphne and Velma were just kind of there for a lot of the movie right like we're talking about the good here Connor sorry, we'll sorry, get sorry. to the negatives later <laughs> um but when they were there they were pretty solid See, I turned around to good. <laughs> um, I I liked the action. I liked the action. Um, I liked the heartfelt moments. Uh, I liked that they made Dick Dastardly a little bit sympathetic instead of like a one straight up mustache twirling. I mean, he still is a straight up mustache twirling villain, but like you know, he's got a little bit of heart as well. And he got like like sympathy. Yeah. And I like that. Um, I like the message. I'll get and also tell you why I didn't like. Also, I didn't like the message. <laughs> um, uh, um, the definitely Jason Isaacs and I feel like um, Ken Jeong were like standouts for me. They're both really funny. Yeah. I um, Frank Welker as Scooby Doo is always good, even if he's sounding maybe a little older. Yeah, he is starting to sound a little bit older. I wish, I mean, uh, and there were some there a lot of there a lot of the jokes landed. Oh yeah, even like one of them that I saw coming, I was still laughing. Like the one with Daphne and the Scooby Snacks. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, all right, see where this is going, but it still got me, especially (laughs) because Scooby's one liner. (laughs) Um, uh, there were some. Visual humor that I appreciate. I like the visual humor. I like the uh, physical comedy as well. Like the the uh, slapstick. I like the slapstick. Um, uh, the emotional moments I liked. Um, I'll also get into them in the negative part. I'm a bit more mixed on them, but like that's yeah, what I'm we'll saying. I like them. I li- I just like them. Um, one joke. I think the funniest joke was the one where uh, Fred gets capped like. Fred gets held hostage, I guess, or separated from the group, and then Dick Dastardly goes, "Okay, you did you say bargain Ben Hemsworth or something I like think that?" He said second rate. Yeah, second rate Hemsworth, and he said, "Wait, Chris or Leon?" <laughs> that was, <laughs> that <laughs> might be the that's like one of the three best jokes. Yeah, the other one I think might have been like the whole middle name thing. At the, I don't even know if that was necessarily a joke, but that was just hilarious at the beginning. I. Uh, well, the dog's got a middle name, so... <laughs> I, 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 th- I thought that was funny, but then I'm like, hmm. I'm like, I, we I, we joked at the beginning, like, hmm. It, it gets caused uh, a, a small petty, like petty, is it petty robbery or petty... Petty theft, petty robbery. Petty yeah. theft with just give, giving the officer a middle name. That's how you get away. That's, a, that's how animals get away. Because ah. animals don't have middle names. <laughs> gotcha. Just like dogs are not cats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what was the other best joke that you would say? Uh, the Scooby Snack one. Yeah. But uh, I did laugh a lot. Uh, there were a couple chuckles in here. Um, I, I guess that's like it's asking what more could you ask for? You you really can't. Um, I mean, more involvement from Freddie, Daphne, and Velma. But that's my personal take um 
I liked all the cameos of Panda Barbera characters. Oh, yeah. I liked, I thought this would be a bit like along the lines of The Mummy where it would just shove you all this stuff. But I was fine. It's done pretty tastefully, I think. I, I think. I think so, too. It's not like, here's the Flintstones or here's the Jetsons, even though, like, I mean, they're not in there, so, you know, but, like, you know. It's just kind of like, we gotta go to this, like, weird island thing. Hey, it's Captain Caveman. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was that was fun. I thought it was a lot of fun. And, oh, yeah, Tracy Morgan did a, a fun... If, oh, yeah. He was funny. Um, uh, I it, wonder if they got him because, like, Will Forte voiced Jag, and he's like, hey, you know who'd be great for Captain Caveman? Um, <laughs> Tracy Morgan. Because they were both on SNL uh, around the same time. Well, I mean... They were on it at the same time, but, like, Tracy Morgan was on it from, like, the late 90s to early 2000s, whereas Will Forte was on there from, like, the early 2000s to, like, the 2010, I think, so. What did so Will there's For- some overlap, so. What did Will Forte do? MacGruber! MacGruber! He was MacGruber? Yeah! Oh, my gosh! I, okay. No, I'm like, his name sounds familiar. What did he do? And he also was George W. Bush for a little bit after Will Ferrell left, so. Um, well, is that anything else you'd like to add with the positives? I would um, say it's fun. It's it's fun, yeah. Um, my, a friend of mine loves the film. I mean, I can kind of understand why, but I also like, kind of can't. Simon Cowell's in here. Oh, I yeah, Simon Cowell's amazing. I, I remember somebody said there was a Simon Cowell. I completely forgot. No, I did remember. I'm like, I just wanted to see it. I, like... Simon Cowell! <laughs> and he was great. He was very... Kind of, would you say he's kind of self-aware? Like, he was kind I, of... I feel like he was, yeah. I feel like he could take a little laugh. He had a bit of a laugh at himself. Um. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was fine. Yeah. Um, As the Blue Falcon. Well, uh, Brian. Brian. The Blue Falcon's son. Yeah. The second Blue Falcon. Uh, yeah. He becomes... The Blue yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, that, that's all I've got. Now the negatives. Well, speaking of Brian, I feel like the message was like, it's like, here's our message. It's growth. <laughs> uh, it's about growth. <laughs> I'm like, we get it. It's about growth. And they would mention growth. I'm like, we get it. It's growth. Uh, okay, I actually didn't think it was quite as, like, uh, hammered on as badly as you... I mean, I'm like, I was like, we get it, it's growth. We, we yeah, at the it. end I was kind of like, okay, I get it. But, like, I don't think I was quite as annoyed with it as you. I don't know. I'm like, let the kids aren't stupid. <laughs> let them figure it out. And that it was kind of cliched. It was pretty cliched. Yeah. What uh, did you think about the uh, the way they painted Scooby and Shaggy's friendship? Because there were some jokes in there that I was like, "Oh wow, they're pa- that were more kind of akin to like a romantic relationship." Um, I mean, they've made a joke about that before. I mean, I was fine. I mean, I get where you're talking about. I get where you're what you're talking about. Um, but they've made a joke about that before. I think it was hilarious. Where um, in the cartoon, the new cartoon, where it was like the Mystery Incorporated one, where it's like okay. the, from two thousand five or whatever. I think it's from like two thousand nine or something. The 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 new the not the newest one, the one before it. 
like the one with the cool like villain designs you know um, the the one where fred is obsessed with traps <laughs> yeah i he's obsessed with traps and all of that. <laughs> i know but he's even more obsessed with traps than this one <laughs> i'm like that's all but you said mystery incorporated like not is it okay so not what's new but like the one after that the, yeah, the one after that okay i know which one you're talking about yeah okay just wanted to make sure that we were talking about the same They made one. a joke about that, like, where uh, Shaggy's dating Velma and, like... Oh, you know, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Raggy, are you cheating on me? <laughs> I have to rewatch that that Scooby-Doo series now. It, I'm like, I, it's so good. <laughs> um, Yeah, I remember watching... I actually was, like, binging it for a little bit when I was when it was on Netflix and I'm like, this is actually really good. Um, but I guess the form, it's the, but that's the Scooby-Doo formula. Um, and, uh, back to the negative of the film or the movie. Um, Scooby-Doo does Shaggy's taxes and I'm not sure that is legal. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think it was also implied that they don't do taxes, but it's one or the other. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure. Um, wait, you, did, you you you're considering tax evasion a negative? I applaud you, Connor, for having morals. But that's one of the negatives <laughs> in the film. <laughs> um, uh, not just tax evasion. Having your dog do taxes—that oh, is yeah. animal cruelty. Oh yes. Uh, um, another thing I didn't like. Um. I didn't like, as I said before, the, when the cliche, like, friend gets jealous, and then... Oh, yeah. That um, felt kind of forced and artificial. And, I, and like, I, like again, some of the emotional moments weren't kind of earned, and I didn't like what they do at the... What they did near the end. They d decided to make a big choice, and then they don't stick with it. I, I knew that, like, when that happened, I was like, they're just going to bring him back, and I'm going to hate it, and they brought... And back, and I hate kind, it. Kind of spoiler. We're not going to say who. I said, him is still vague. Yeah, but, like, somebody sacrifices, and then I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this now. And then they bring him, like, oh, at first I was like, yay, they brought him back. And then I'm like, wait, they brought him back. Why not just stick with it? And then another thing they don't stick with, they give a character, something very iconic that's his, to him, they give it to him for a second, and then we see it again. But they don't stick with it. I mean, it's not a huge thing. It's just kind of a minor oh, thing. Oh, that's right. And like, it's just a minor thing. Commit or don't commit, yeah. You got, that's a, like, kind of a big problem. This this. That this. one's more minor in comparison to the other one. Yeah, but generally speaking, they they want they have some ideas and they don't commit to them. Yeah. Um, but um, I would say the voice, the voice acting's fine. Yeah. Um. I don't really have any other negatives. It was fine. It was fun. It was, it was fun. Decent. Yeah, I th I think this might have been better than Sonic. I don't know. I, f I finally got around to watching that, by the way. I like I like Sonic. I like Sonic. I like this as well. I'm just kind of like... Oh, that's a... To be honest, now that you bring it up, I'm like... <laughs> I was about to say, I like Sonic more. And then I realized... Uh, they don't... F Oh, wait, no. The Blue Falcon freaking dabs in this. Oh. Hmm. But Sonic flosses. Not once. <coughs> but twice! Yeah, you gotta weigh the 
cons here. <laughs> the superficial cons. <laughs> Wasn't it ironic, Dab? No, 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 no. I, I ironically tap. Um, not as much anymore, thankfully. But um, it was an unironic dab. Mm. And it does, another negative, this does feel like it's meant for kids. It's the only well, part. It's Scooby-Doo, so it is kind of meant for, if not kids, and families in general. Yeah. But this is more a bit more aimed towards yeah. the younger generation. Kind of. The only part that's the family aspect that I can see from this is, I guess, kind of the humor. There some was, of like, the humor. Oh, I mean, Simon Cowell, like, yeah, some of that humor, you know. And that one, the F-bomb joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's a bit... I mean, that's that's funny. And um, just there was some adult humor in there that was fine. That's the only I can recall. Yeah. Um, and, like, p possible nostalgia for the franchise. Yeah, p possible, like another thing that adds to the family. Um, do you feel like... A pr I remember reading in, a, like, a headline, it was, like, a neo-nostalgia thing. Do you feel like the they kind of took advantage of the nostalgia at times? In this? I don't... This is tough, I guess, because Scooby-Doo's kind of always been around, so I don't really see it as, like, a super nostalgic thing. But with all that Hanna-Barbera cartoons. That is... Mm. I would say it was... I, we said... I, I agree with you. I feel like the cameos were tasteful. I don't yeah. feel... Yeah. I don't feel... And, like, I don't think too many people are going to have, like, nostalgia for Captain Caveman or, like, Dick Dastardly or... Or Blue Falcon. Blue Falcon, yeah. They're probably, like... Like, Ca Captain Caveman, I recognize. Oh, yeah. Like, I rec yeah, I recognize Captain Caveman because, like, I saw, like, one of those, like, Hanna-Barbera Olympic things from the 1970s because, you know, Scooby-Doo was everything when I was a kid, so. Do you remember who won? Like, who got the most gold? Was there, was, was, it, did it matter who won, though? I have no idea. It's been, I, I don't know when I, a long time ago in my childhood, I don't remember anything. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, uh, do you have anything else to add to Connor? Add to Connor? Yes, add to yourself. Anything to add, Connor, to Scoob? Go see it. I would say, yeah, this is worth the rent. I would say, is it worth the 20, bu 20 bucks to rent? Probably not. Wait until it's, like, cheaper or something like that. Or watch it with a friend. I'd like, have a friend help you split the money. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's why I'm like, I don't want to. I wasn't super excited to watch this alone. I'm like, 20 bucks to rent it? I'd probably rent it for like 12 because that's like an average movie ticket or like 10. But I wouldn't watch it for 20. I'd have to have like more than one person watch it with me. <laughs> Which I was here for that and to pay help pay off the yes. fee. Yes. I was going to call it rent for a second. I was like, wait, let's pay off the rent. I mean, well, we're renting it. but We're, we're technically renting it, yes. But it's not like an apartment where you pay the rent. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's everything. Make sure to check out those films that I talked about on my letterbox, which I'll have in the description below. Um, Connor, do you have anything to add before we close out? I don't think so. I thought you were going to advertise for your page. Oh, well, if I... Our page, anyway. Our, yeah. Check or you out. can advertise for your blog. Or both. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so, on Facebook, me and Michael have a page, uh, the Office of Pop Culture Analysis. We probably need to do a little bit of updating. It's, very, it's a very informal thing, mostly it, the means by which we kind of, I guess, catalog our stuff and also share it via Facebook. But on that page, you can go to Michael's Letterboxd Reviews, 
check out his review for Scoob as well as the other movies he mentioned. And you can also check out my own personal uh, WordPress page, uh, website, blog, whatever you want to call it, Connor the Critic, where I mostly dabble in music-related stuff. Hmm. Music reviews, I should say. Got you. Uh, yeah, well, Scoob is a Michael's Office exclusive review, so... Uh-huh. Yeah, make sure to check that out. Follow K- Connor on both Facebook. No, don't friend him. Follow the page. Don't friend me. I see how it is. Well, I meant like that kind of sounds stalkerish. Okay, that's true. But friend him if you want. But I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, follow him there. Follow my letterbox at MJC0111. Yes. And uh, make sure to follow this podcast for more episodes. Next week. Um, I'm probably going to do a review of older movies that I've been watching mm. and some more things. I'll be by myself this time. It'll probably be a bit shorter, but, uh, thank you guys for joining. Hope you had a wonderful week and please step out of my office. Thank you.